Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. I just want to check in with my partner. He came in kind of hot today, so I just want to see what's going on over there. How you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. And hello, everybody. You know, one of the things, well, a couple of things have come up, really, which is uh, my part of the show is digging up all these news stories, right? Yeah. And every week now, I'm trolling for these news stories. And I'm looking for news that is, you know, Gerald Salenti, a guy that I just uh, admire um, of yeah, the trends. Outside the mainstream, shall we say, is the stuff you're looking for. Yeah, but, you know, there's something, there's a saying he likes to say, it's called current events form future trends, which is if this is going on today, Mm -hmm. where is that pointing to tomorrow? If we're having this kind of thing happen in the culture now, Mm -hmm. okay, by extension then, where's that going to go? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I also want to repurpose, you know, recreate the purpose for the show, which is as we're standing really for... Through a male perspective, mm-hmm. you know, leadership, lifelong learning, mm-hmm. critical thinking, mm-hmm. uh, what they call the trivium, mm-hmm. which is uh, grammar, logic, and reason, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, not to create, you know... I'm not t- very good with the grammar part. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the whole this whole idea of responding to life mm-hmm. through your emotions, which is the antithesis of what this show's about. Right. Like, we're, we're not interested in either being allowing our emotions although i've got some today yeah, honestly as, as a result of seeing what's going on well what's great you know, my, I'm res- but i'm i'm at least i know it right what's, what's I guess. great about how you showed up today is your emotions are actually informing your commitment right they actually are are working as kind of a a lever to clear away whatever gets in the way of you actually being your commitment so that's right. that's a great way of using one's emotions i want to so what I do is, you know, I, I'm kind of like the geek side of the show. Mike is Mike is the guy with, you know, like a, a power drill kind of a thing. And I've, <laughs> I've got like a, a file, otherwise known as a bastard, by the way. It's just, it's sort of, did yeah. you know that? No. What a rasp is called a bastard. Yeah. Anyway, um, not that I'm a bastard, but um, so here's a quote. Mm-hmm. 2,800 years old. Yeah. I'm going to read this okay. to you. Readiness is everything. Resolution is insolubly bound with up with caution. If an individual is careful and keeps his wits about him, he need not become excited or alarmed. If he is watchful at all times, even before danger is present, he is armed when danger approaches and need not be afraid. The superior man is on his guard against what is not yet in sight and on the alert for what is not yet in hearing. Therefore, he dwells in the midst of difficulties as though they did not exist. If reason triumphs, the passions withdraw of themselves. And that's from the I Ching. That was written in awesome. eight, 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 the 8th century BC. And, th- and then what got me going today, yeah. and I'm just going to read it to you also, and you don't notice it's coming, but I, I read this and it's just, you know, I've had a week of people circulating all kinds of information about, you know, how people are being, well, you know, the public education system and what's mm-hmm. going on there yeah. and the level of, um, indoctrination that's going on and so many things that we're no longer going to pretend that we're, you know, not going to speak about. No, the public school system is pretty much a disaster. So here's a guy 
a Harvard University professor, mm -hmm. humanist, mm -hmm. speaking at a conference on education in 1973. All right. Okay. So it was like 40 some years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Almost 50 years ago. Quote, every child in America who enters school at the age of five is mentally ill because he comes to school with an allegiance toward our elected officials, toward our founding fathers, toward our institutions, toward the preservation of this form of government that we have. Patriotism, nationalism, and sovereignty, all that proves that children are sick because a truly well individual is one who has rejected all of those things and is truly the international child of the future. Wow. Yeah. That's really... Isn't that's, that lovely? That's fantastic. Right. So, yeah, given, if we're, you know... Yeah, that's <laughs> like, fantastic. So, clearly, we have a different <laughs> difference of opinion to this gentleman, but that's okay. Well, again, yeah. you, you, you see stuff like this and you... You get, you get act, you know, so you mm -hmm. naturally get activated, right? Yeah. And I think it also, it also comes from, I think, an innate sense of our own survival mechanism, which we, where we feel threatened. Like, I, I'll be honest, I feel threatened by this guy. I feel threatened by the fact that this guy ha has been influential in his field yeah. for as long as he apparently has, See, you know? Bob, I don't actually feel threatened by him so much as much as. You know, one of the, one of the great opportunities, and I don't think we do it enough, is unearth oppositional viewpoints. Okay. Right? Yeah. And when you unearth oppositional viewpoints and actually engage with them, mm -hmm. then the strong survives and moves forward. So I, okay. I've never heard this quote today. I mean, I hear this and to call, <laughs> to call five year olds mentally ill. Ah. Where yeah. am I? <laughs> if they butt, believe in God. If they actually have a sense well, if you, of listen, their own I, I, nationhood. I get the whole, because there's been people who've gone too far from a patriotic standpoint, and there's fundamentalist spiritual people who sometimes I think are crazy, and all this other stuff. That's not it. What, what he's basically talking about is rejecting the premise of which this country was built on. This, this, this country was developed and built upon as a grandest social experiment. It's been going on for 250 years or so now. Yeah. And it's not perfect, but, you know, I've been blessed to travel abroad. Mm -hmm. And every time I come home, I'm thank, thank God I'm here. Yeah. This is to this day and it's far from perfect and we are flawed beyond belief mm -hmm. and it continues on. And I think that's the beauty of this country and, the, and what it's really based on is the freedom of the individual, which is tantamount to most Christian beliefs, which is free will, right? Right. The right of the individual yeah. to be and remain an individual. Exactly. Yeah. That he's not obligated to be a part of the collective. Yeah. He's not, he, and, and by the way, he's constituted himself yeah. Yeah. with a sense of personal power yes. such that he, he or she, but let's talk he for now, no longer has a fear mm -hmm. of standing for what they necessarily believe in, right? And if you look at what's gone on in the world over the last 80 years, mm -hmm. most of the real breakthroughs yep. in civilization, yeah. in uh, social development, mm -hmm. in freedom, in technology, yeah. have started where? Yes. Right here. That's correct. Right here. Right. And it's because of this. Listen, and again, I get we are flawed. I get it. I get... There's mistakes made all the time. I get there's corruption. I get there's problems, you know, and it's still better than <laughs> pick one. Well, and not, there's not only that, but I yeah. think that 
that I we, we created this show. Like this right. show was born from a desire mm-hmm. to avert the uh, potential conflict between what what we believe mm-hmm. as a sovereign country and a sovereign individual. Yeah. Meaning, I am a sovereign individual, yeah. right? Yeah. My rights don't come from the government. My rights right. come from my creator. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. Well, the, which actually says so in the Declaration of Independence, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, so this whole idea of freedom and liberty, liberty is now in so, in some respects incongruent mm-hmm. at a certain level, apparently, mm-hmm. with the need for a global society oh, or like you know, which is well, again, Bob, what, what you're talking to when you talk about globalism and you talk about this stuff. And, you know, and, and I'm not an expert on this by any means, but what I do have some facility in is the idea of decentralization. And, yes. and really what the thing you're talking about is, is greater and greater centralization, greater and greater authoritarianism. Yeah. People and, yeah. who are willing to give more and more power to the state. Yeah. Or to their public right. school. Yeah. Or in other words, ab- and, and it, and it, it occurs, I think, for people like us as an abdication of the personal responsibility, mm-hmm. which is the other thing that really has drove us to create this mm-hmm. program, mm-hmm. which is this whole idea that it's all up to that one individual person mm-hmm. to make that difference. Yeah. You're, you're not it. This whole idea of collectivism is something that we totally shun. I would say. Yeah, well, that's, that's why we have the tagline of courage over comfort. I mean, yeah, the right. pull for all of this stuff is mm-hmm. that it's going to be easy and comfortable. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes easy and comfortable ain't the best thing. Right. If you want easy and comfortable, get a bunch of ho-hos, sit around and, right. and binge on Netflix. Right. And, that- and I want to throw this in early on too. And that is we really are really interested to know. Mm-hmm. So, so now you can reach Mike at Mike at into the gap media.com. You can reach me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. It's a really creative and, email address. And, and, yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can, and you can please advise us on how to expand our sponsorship. We're looking for partners. We really believe that this conversation has a value and a resonance out there, especially now. And we really appreciate your support and your thoughts are and keep really getting, appreciated. And keep bringing your friends to listen to us. We're going to take a break. We're at the break time already. That went quick. It did. You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. We didn't get very far in our uh, de- documentation of existing conditions. <laughs> no, you know? we didn't. So I'll bust into that quickly. Then you could talk about your... You want, well, I'll just go through these first, right? Okay, yeah. All right. So the future... Uh, so this one is uh, from uh, Washington Examiner. Uh, the future of men and marriage is bleak. Uh, so it's basically, you know, 
the breakdown in marriage is, uh, or the collapse of the family that results in father absent homes, whether you feel it's pain directly or not, it affects you. Families are the building blocks of civilization, so yeah. on. Nothing. Indeed, how exactly did the family fall apart? The article goes on. Uh, I'll be posting these, uh, as we develop further, uh, the news stories. Yeah. So, but, you know, not, this is no surprise to, to no, us. this is a trend we've been seeing. And, and, and the yeah. thing that concerns me is the absentee of fathers. Right. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I, that's one of the things I, you know, men have to, one of the things that we're really a call for is that men actually, you know, step up and, and take on the responsibility that they've signed up for. Yep. And without that, and, and it's, it's my core belief that without men actually stepping up and taking leadership in all of this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and stop appeasing and abdicating. We're, we're in a world of hurt. And that's actually why the show's here. And that's why, you know, we've got into doing this stuff is really to call forth to men. I understand how it got this way. It's got to stop now. Yep. You know, here's another one. This is this guy, Keith Ranieri. You've heard about this Nexium. See, this is, this is a huge story mm -hmm. and the mainstream press just is not covering this, which okay. is this giant sex cult. All these really <laughs> powerful people were connected to it. The Bromfins, Bromfmans. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I really request the audience follow up on these stories and, and really spread this stuff because sex trafficking and, uh, it's just this huge, huge problem globally. It's a massive global industry and it involves just this, the worst part of humanity. I mean, the worst human actions you can imagine. Um, just bringing that up. Um, then here's another one. Uh, <laughs> This is right up your alley. All right. Is, people is it are a tilapia story? People are taking emotional support animals everywhere, oh, and states are cracking down. More Americans are saying they need a variety of animals, dogs, ducks, even insects, for their mental health. Peacocks. But critics yeah. say they are really just pets that do not merit special status. Yeah. A 26-year-old Starbucks barista in the suburbs of Tampa, known as Vane Myers, has suffered from anxiety ever since he was a child. A co-worker suggested he try an emotional support animal, so he bought a duck and he wanted to take it to work okay <laughs> this is my emotional support duck yeah. so in 2011 the national service animal registry a for-profit company that sells official looking vests and certificates for its owners had 2400 service and emotional support animals now the number is 200,000. Oh, i know a vast majority of emotional support animals are dogs but some Americans turned to a wide variety of other species. Wally the alligator was approved by his owner's doctor in New York, in York, Pennsylvania, as an alternative to taking medication for depression. So again, just bizarre. And I was telling Mike before the show started, I'm suffering from like truth trauma because I, I read this stuff and it's just, here's another one. Misogyny could become a hate crime as legal. This is in uh, Great Britain. Yeah. Here's a new term, by the way, upskirting. You ever hear of upskirting? No, I haven't. Okay. Here's upskirting. Upskirting is the practice of making unauthorized photographs under a woman's skirt or a man's kilt. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if I would, you know. It's pretty weird. Yeah. I mean, if I had a kilt and somebody pulled that on me. I'm going to wear a kilt next week, bro. Be, oh, yeah. Uh, excellent. I'm going to go commando. Capturing an image It'll of. be interesting on the motorcycle, won't it? Like oh, we're in a kilt. Unbelievable. I've got a fairing, it. though, so I don't think it's going to blow up. <laughs> But if I go commando in the kilt on the motorcycle, would that be interesting? So what they're going to do is in Great Britain. You're not even listening to me. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I, I just, no, I'm that's so, fine. I'm so that's... freaked out about the story. I mean, they're going to make it illegal in Great Britain mm -hmm. to, to, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't even want to get into it because it's a long, it's a long article here. What is misogyny? What is misogyny as a hate crime? Intimidating behavior and un- unwanted sexual advances are also seen as misogyny hate crimes, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating mm-hmm. for anything like that. But who the heck decides what is and what isn't? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I apologize for I, that. I had a, I, no, it's so Bob, what you're pointing to is <laughs> creating a bunch of rules and regulations that regulate behavior. I need a support animal. Yeah, go yeah, on. Exactly. And you're my support animal. I am your support animal. Thank you. And, and it's just, it's crazy. So like the support animals, like you said a word trauma, you're having truth trauma, right? Kinda, yeah. So one of the things that's going on today is this abuse of certain words. Okay. Misogyny is one. I'm going to assert trauma is another one. Yeah. All these other things. Like we're right. assigning, we're assigning a word to someone yep. that isn't accurate. That's much more damning. And descriptive than they're actually there. And what's gone on are people are that this expansion of what it means to be traumatic. Mm-hmm. So I've got a really dear friend, okay, okay, who was a SWAT officer and fought in Fallujah. Okay, okay, like was Fallujah for those that don't know was ugly urban combat. Right. Okay. He's had friends that were killed. Mm. Um, he's killed people. He's, he's been in the fog of war. Yeah. And then he was a SWAT officer in a town in California where there were incredible street gangs. Okay. Okay. I love this guy to pieces. I would step in front of live fire with this guy. Okay. Okay. Um, as a SWAT officer, he's also on a hit list for a street gang. So his life is in danger every day. Still to this day, he's retired from the police force and now he's a professor at a college. Okay. Wow. I mean, this, this guy's a bad ombre. An interesting, uh, you know, transition okay. in life. Well, the, the fact of the matter is he's experienced trauma. Yeah, right. Okay. And yeah. he suffers from right. post-traumatic stress syndrome. Right. Right? Yeah. So he's, there's clear experience of trauma. Right. Okay? As opposed to students who see a picture, a painting of George Washington. Right. And some and, representation of the Civil War, of the, the Revolutionary War. Yeah. And they're now being traumatized Ex- by that's the exactly, imagery. That's exactly the point I want to make. Yes. Like there, I don't know where that line is in the sand. And what you said, it was 2,000, you know, trauma animals or, or support animals. Now there's 200. I can't go to the freaking airport <laughs> without someone getting on my plane with a stupid, smelly ass dog. Excuse me. But like, I don't want their dog sitting next to me. Right. I don't particularly like dogs that much. Right. They like me, but right. I don't want one. There are a lot of upkeep. First of all, I wonder who's in charge. When someone is picking up your poop, I'm thinking the person lifting the poop up off the ground and putting it in the bag is a subservient creature. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. right? Right. So who's the, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, so we've got this. And it gets down to what we talk about, which is the absence of personal responsibility. Well, but it's also this, and this is important for me in the context of this grammar, logic, and reason issue. And that is to have an understanding of what's happening to you while it's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that's the whole idea of being present, which we talked about it already a little bit. We're going to be talking about it all the time. And that is having a situational awareness Mm -hmm. where in this case specifically, Mm -hmm. I'm declaring Mm -hmm. that. There, the language is being subverted yeah, right in front of us. Absolutely. As a, as a, as an intentional destabilization mm-hmm. and as a, as a purposeful thing that is designed to, to, to create dysfunction or disorder or confusion. Yeah. 
like this. No, that's brilliant how you put that. And, and really kind of what my personal practice is, I, I want to develop uh, almost limitless tolerance for imperfection and a zero tolerance for BS. And I'm having a hard time discerning where that, <laughs> that line is. Yeah. But where's the line between imperfection and BS? Yeah. That's a show right there. That's a the show way. right there. Yeah. And the thing is, is when BS shows up, you've got to call it out. Right. No, no, yep. we don't do that. That, that doesn't work. Yep. That's nuts. Yep. You know? Absolutely. So here's another quick one here. Yeah. Oh, Chinese dissonance. Well, this is a really good one. I mean, this is going on all the time. Here you've got Google and all these big companies doing all this business with China. Yeah. These people are practicing, the Chinese people are practicing vivisection on their on their population. Wow. So in other words, and let me go into detail on this a little bit, just to get everybody present. This is what I mean about truth trauma, okay? Mm -hmm. China is rounding up dissidents and barbarically harvesting their organs while profiting greatly in the process. A prisoner is brought in, tied hand and foot, but very much alive. An army doctor comes in and he slices them open from the belly, from the chest to the belly button and exposes his two kidneys, cuts the veins and arteries and takes the kidneys out right there while the guy's alive. I'm sorry to say this on the air necessarily. I'm probably causing trauma by people mm -hmm. listening to this, but people need to know why are we supporting this country that's doing this on its own people? And they're doing it specifically to the, to what, to, Falun Gong, for mm -hmm. people that don't know, it's not just a religious sect. Mm -hmm. People who practice Falun Gong, mm -hmm. because they do these body movements or Tai Chi-like stuff, mm -hmm. they actually have, their organs are in better condition. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're being, they're, they're, they're rounding up these people mm -hmm. for their quality of their organs. Mm -hmm. And they're cutting their organs out of their body while they're alive. Mm -hmm. This is what I mean when I came in. You're wondering why I have yeah. a little, you know, truth trauma here. Because you read this stuff and you think, what what are we doing? And and again, Google, Apple, you know, Cook from Apple uh, from Apple's over there, you know, romancing the Chinese well, I, for business. I, I, think I mean, one come of the, on. One of the key issues Garbage. that we're dealing with, Bob, is again this this <coughs> courage. I mean, Excuse the me. absence of of you know comfort over courage. I mean, this 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 pull for comfort, this pull for expediency. Yeah, you know. Uh, Jordan Peterson has a chapter, do what's right, not expedient. Right? Yeah. So, so. Apply that to the financial industry. Well, yeah, no, no, I know. But we've got this thing where we so value results, we don't look at the impact. I'm sure they've got a justification. For Absolutely. Right. And, and so what we've got to look at is we really have to look at the ripple effect of all this. And at the core of it, mm -hmm. what's missing is a basic belief and understanding in humanity. Well, a presence to what humanity actually can be versus, yeah. you know, after you see, I don't know how many, if you watch TV so many hours a week, you're in, in so many years, you will witness like 40,000 hours of slaughter, you yeah. know, violence yeah. and, and just, well, and also you know, turning, turning people into utility. You know? human resources. Yeah. Well, exactly. Human exactly. resources. You, you get into an organization and that's where, you know, is this person still, you know, how, how utilized can we use him for the greater good? And this is, this is, this is really, and it, it it's come across slowly and it's going to change slowly, but that, that's what this is about is to yep. waken people up. Here's a real, do we have a couple of seconds? We got a couple of seconds, but I want to set up, we've yet to get into our subject, which is important, but okay, that's okay. Please. You want, well, you no, want yeah, but we're just going to get into, when we come back, we're going to get into the third law of performance, which is future-based conversations transform how situations occur. And it's really important because it's not just 
creating possibility as some people think. It's mm-hmm. actually more than that. This is from Steve Zaffron and Dave Logan's book, The Three Laws of Performance, which I think is if anybody's into any kind of organizational or company or group transformation, I think it's one of the most powerful books around. Mm-hmm. And the third law of performance is, is a, a simple one. It, it basically says future-based conversations transform how situations occur for people. And what I love about this, this law is, so what is a future-based conversation? We're going grocery shopping later today. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Or I created a future, right? Yeah, you, that you're going to go grocery shopping. Yeah. And so to go grocery shopping, yeah. you actually have to get out of your house and get in your car and go to the grocery store. Yep. Right? Yeah. So you have to take an action and release your current position. Right. Right? Yep. How often do you see people want to create futures and don't release where they're at? Mm. Right? Yeah. Don't let go of their current conditions. Okay. Hmm. And then it gets even deeper. When you do let go of your current conditions, what condition are your past conditions in then? Right. Is it a mess? Is it a, you know, bankrupt organization? Are there bodies behind you? Right. Did I just create, did I just go from one miserable project and not even acknowledge that I had created a, a state of misery for people. Well, how often have you seen that happen? Oh my God. Right? I mean, how often do you see that happen in organizations? They bring that, well, this guy's got this great resume and they don't look and see the bodies buried behind him. I think you know that I have personal experience well, in yeah. that area. Yeah. Yeah. In the business world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's really what it's about. So yes, it's about creating a future based conversation. Right. Which is really, some would say a negotiation. Some would say agreement. Some would say, collaboration but let's suppose yeah that let's suppose that i'm a sociopath and uh i created a complete mm-hmm. disaster mm-hmm. of a business relationship mm-hmm. with someone mm-hmm. and now i'm going to say you know what i'm going to create this thing over here mm-hmm. and i'm what what's it what are you getting at outside of the obvious when you say release the other condition don't I have to clean that mess up before I can go on? Over you absolutely here? have to do it. And, okay. you know, there's some studies been done that an inordinate amount of CEOs and successful startups, those right. guys suffer from some type of sociopath. <laughs> I mean, they do because they're and super psychopathy cre- as well, from yeah. what I understand, by the and, way. And, and they're, they're, they're super creative. Yeah. But what will happen? See, the thing is about cleaning up the mess you left behind. Right. It, it's not your wake, as you call it. Yeah. Yeah, you're being responsible for your wake. Yeah. So what you got to do is, first of all, you got to be aware of it. So you got to go back and you got to count the bodies. I killed 47 people, (laughs) right? And you have to be responsible for it. And you have to do the work that, because some, listen, sometimes it happens. Sometimes there are messes made, okay? But what there is, is to be responsible for the mess made and to do whatever you can to clean it up. Well, I get, that's what I get. So I recently had this reflection on the whole idea of repentance, right? If you, mm-hmm. when you're repentant, right? It's what did you do? Mm-hmm. What did you do? And of course, even when I say that, you can go back to being a kid when your parent would say, what did you do? Exactly. But what did you do? <laughs> Why did you do what you yeah. did? And what are you going to do to clean it up? Yeah. And I have actually had experience mm-hmm. in speaking those three things mm-hmm. to people who have absolutely no interest whatsoever no. in addressing any of those. They won't even answer 
the question. They don't want to be in a room no, I know. to get that question asked. Well, and this this happens in you relationships, know. right? I mean, it happens when you go and you go to a customer or a potential customer mm-hmm. and you sit down with him and you create this project and you you do all the work for the proposal, right? And you present them a proposal and then they ghost you, they disappear. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So there was a future that was created. Yep, and there was no correlate response. All they had to do is say, "Listen, thank you so much for that." We're not going to go forward with your proposal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you don't even need an explanation. They're going to go with someone else or not, but just complete the communication. So, so that is a prerequisite to this whole third law, correct? I mean, am I well? With integrity, you? integrity is a prerequisite. Okay, that you to the op- third law to the third law. Yeah, you have to operate with integrity. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, what will happen? See, part of going back and cleaning up the mess is you get present to it and you learn from it. In the process of cleaning up, there's actually discovery. Oh, well, it's it's, the, it's like a miracle, yeah. actually. No. What if you? What if people did that all, all the time? Oh my God. I mean, I know that. I mean, I mean, in our coaching relationships, how many times have I told you go back and get complete? Well, here's the <laughs> other thing. Here's here's the dark side of it, though, yeah. because you know. We know that our, our last president did that quote unquote training and he actually, and I just heard this this week mm-hmm. from somebody that was like firsthand knowledge. Yeah. They basically said that they would go into meetings with other countries and say, first of all, we want to apologize for mm-hmm. being Americans. We want to, <laughs> we want to apologize, but, the, but I, you get where I'm going with that. And I know you know about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we would go and we would go to other countries and be ap- apologetic versus own our own power, mm-hmm. acknowledge what we did, yeah. but without, like, as you said earlier, begging. Yeah. There's no begging. There's no begging. <laughs> there's no begging. This doesn't require begging. It's there's, responsibility. There's no integrity in begging. There's no integrity in begging. It's being responsible. Right. You know, listen, did we screw some stuff up? Yeah. What do we need to clean it up? Let's clean it up together. Right. Is there is there anything in the way of what we did 20 years Absolutely. ago or 40 That's years ago? That's the question to ask. Not going in there with your hat in your hand, right. begging like a little. Right. right. <laughs> just so, edit myself. So That's that really goes, good. I just self-edited. I, good Kudos for you, to man. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. So look, it goes back to the trivium, grammar, logic, and yeah. reason. Because what you're basically saying then is, is that rather than going in and having a self-admonition, mm-hmm. you're basically, you're actually, you have a request, which is... A very structural, yeah. structural linguistics, shall we say, mm-hmm. is a way of saying, okay, look, what is missing for you that I did or didn't do over there? Well, the other thing right? I would do, and the other part I would do before that yeah. is I would look on myself and take on from my own personal responsibility, right? Yeah. Go, what did we, what's missing for us to put in before we even have this conversation? Right. right? Which is a few... Before we have the future-based conversation. Yeah. Let's clean up what we need to clean up. Right. But not see, and I and I'm gonna call BS on that whole apology thing. Yeah. Because that was there was no intention of cleaning anything up. That right. was looking good. That was all egoic. It was all feel good. It was all singing kumbaya to mm-hmm. disarm people. Right. It was BS. Right. And, and it, it deals, was gutless. Right. And it deals more oh. with uh it deals more with emotional appeasement yes. than it does with this whole idea of, uh, and I, I look, I don't want to go overly intellectual on it, but honestly, unless we can create, and this is what I believe in the, these yeah. future shows, which is very exciting for me personally, yeah. because I'm looking at this whole yeah. idea of critical thinking and what are the practices, yeah. which is very similar to the martial arts, which is you just keep getting on the mat mm-hmm. and you, you keep going at it until you actually are now 
fully present and you're engaged and you're having some results that are yeah. coherent. And it's not intellectual, Bob. With it's this. very subjective. It's very on the mat. It's on the court. It's engagement. Right. Engagement is not intellectual. Okay. You know? Okay. Mike Tyson's quote, you know, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. Right. Right. But there is this distinction between thoughts mm -hmm. and feelings. Mm -hmm. There's that they're, they're different. Absolutely. You're, you, you, and, and I think a lot of what dr drove many conversations that you and I have all the time, which mm -hmm. are actually kind of crazy when mm -hmm. we start talking about it. Mm -hmm. Is this whole idea of I'm being traumatized by a painting on the wall? I know. <laughs> How, where is the thinking there? Like what? There is no thinking. It's all feeling. Right. And or, it's, it's reaction. Yeah. Versus, as we said earlier too. And, and again, I want to, it sounds like wordsmithing, but you know what? This is what we're for here on the show. And that is reaction is not the same thing as response. No. Okay. And respond. To respond is still the root of responsibility. Yeah. Whereas reaction, you're not creating anything. You're just spazzing. Well, out. You're you're reacting. You know what happens when people anything. get triggered? You right. Know, one of their values is violated. Right. Right. And that gets into what do you really value? Yeah. Like what do you really value? What's really important to you? And that's my concern is because we start getting down into it. It's comfort. It's looking good. Mike, it, it takes courage to ask that question to somebody. What do you really value? Yeah. yeah. And then actually unpack it. Because most people, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. So I got that <laughs> test you did, right? That really discerns what people value. Oh, the, uh, yeah. the profile. That, that profile, that leadership yeah. assessment. Yeah. And it, it, it it's speaks amazing. to, it speaks to what people value. Oh yeah, you're right. I do value that. Right. I, I bet 50% of the time, that's what I hear. People aren't aware of even who they are. Amen to that. People overall, there's a gap between their level of awareness of what really matters to them and them being, you use the word indoctrinated mm -hmm. into some cultural narrative that's nonsensical. Right. Because it looks good. Because they can sit around Starbucks. Well, there's social pressure. Of course there's there social is. pressure for people, for yeah. people like gender fluidity. It's a very, well, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a crazy place to go, but yeah. I mean, there is actually now it's becoming cool under social pressure. Say, oh yeah, I have, you know, I'm, I'm three people in one. You know? <laughs> okay. I don't want to go you know, there right yeah, now. I know, that's a bizarre, I, I'm not, but, yeah. but I'm just saying, in other words, yeah. this whole idea of looking good, the whole idea of fitting in the whole idea of yeah. if, I, if I speak up, I'll be shunned. We, if I if it, I stand up for you know freedom and, the, and liberty, I'm going to be considered a whatever, and then then you zip up. No, we're saying see, don't do that. The real tragedy, I think, is people. What people want more than anything, mm -hmm. I am clear on this, Bob, with the work I do, and with everything. What people want more than anything is intimacy and a sense of belonging and a sense to know that what they're doing actually matters. They want that in their work. They want that in relationships. They want that in the organizations they have. They want that in their communities. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com.
There's a reason spiders and ants are called pests, and getting rid of them can get a little messy for the environment. Get the job done safely with Ecotech Pest Control. Following the principles of integrated pest management, Ecotech will ensure your home or business is free from all those unwanted visitors today and offer you solutions and advice to keep them from coming back tomorrow. Schedule your service appointment today at ecotechpestcontrol.com. Mention Into the Gap and get a 10% discount. Ecotech Pest Control, protecting our environment together. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we power wash the dingleberries of negativity hiding out in all those deep blue ripples that too often slow us down and keep us down. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. Okay, back to the show now. Here's Mike. Uh, yeah, how do we get back on track now? So, um... Well, actually, how would a future-based conversation apply to the subject matter? Like, let's say when, which from what I understand, the mm-hmm. Stones obviously have an impeccable road crew and mm-hmm. everything about mm-hmm. them is impeccability. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Mick Jagger mm-hmm. has an, an unbelievable uh, discipline about yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, you know, jogs, I don't know how many miles every morning and is just, you know, how does that, how does the subject matter here relate? Let's take that well, yeah. in, into the music. So realm, like when you talk about a, you know, a future based conversation, there's a clear vision mm-hmm. that they have of what they want the outcome of the show to be. Okay. Both from a musical experience, but from a from a, a an experience of the of the people out in the show, yeah, and an experience they want to have, right? Right. So they have conversations about, and they collaborate, and they work together to um to create a future that actually works for them, mm-hmm. right? And 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 so they're clear on what they're there for. They're, mm-hmm. They have a clear set of intentions. They have a clear understanding of the value they provide. Yep. You know, they have a clear sense of what it is they, who they are and why they do it. Mm-hmm. And you go out and you be that. Right. That's what it is. Right. And you this know? whole idea of them getting past their last show, like they're going to come, they're going to, they're yeah. going to do a show and yeah. then, and then they're going to do another show. Mm-hmm. But the show that they just did, if there's something it's that over. didn't work, yeah. it's over, but they have to be intentional about yeah. leaving that last show behind and going to the next show. Well, my guess is what they do is they debrief about what worked, what didn't work. Anything yep. that didn't work, they put in practices in place to to make it work next time. Right. And they right. don't carry it around worrying, hey, you know, Daryl, are you going to miss right. that? No. You know, they, right. they don't do that. So. But at least there's the ethic. There's yeah. the ethic, mm-hmm. which is uh, personal responsibility for what did or didn't work in the last show. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. 